to A to Z Sports Primetime on a Tuesday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the best in the business. The best car buying experience can be found in Mount Juliet at Two Rivers Ford or online at tworiversford.com, whether it's a new or pre-owned vehicle that you're after. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com, is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Preds official real estate agent and my official real estate agent is the Gary Ashton Group with REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go. So, we have a pretty interesting running back uh, circumstance, kind of getting into what currently exists on the Tennessee Titans roster and what, you know, where the strengths, weaknesses may be as we sit here today. I've already seen uh, 53-man roster projections, which give me, uh, to be honest with you, it gives me uh, hives a little bit just thinking about roster projections on June the 21st. But, you know, this is the kind of stuff that everybody is producing right now. And I think that we can pay due diligence in our own way talking about it. So we know who the starter is. We know who the main event is. We know who the featured player in the Titans offense is. That, of course, is Derrick Henry. So given that circumstance, that's probably the place that we should start. And we'll do that with your Two Rivers Ford take. Give me your answer on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch in the comment section to the question of what one word would you use to describe the Titans backfield? This year, we'll go through it together. Just give me one word to describe it. If you want to cheat and use a hyphenated word, you can do that as well. One word to describe the current state of the Titans backfield, Derrick Henry included. It's your Two Rivers Ford take, as always, made possible by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the Built For You program and for certified blue pre-owned vehicles. Certified Blue Advantage vehicles at Two Rivers Ford are going to come with certain guarantees to make sure that you are comfortable with the purchase that you're making. You want to be sure that you're comfortable with the purchase of a pre-owned vehicle. You want to get it from a dealership and from a salesperson that you know has your best interests at heart. That's the sales staff at Two Rivers Ford. It's why they work on non-commission, because they don't want to make you feel pressured during the course of the car buying experience. They're going to make their paycheck either way, removing some of that pressure from you as you search for a car. They're not, they don't have to sell you a car to be able to feed their family at the end of the day. That's not the kind of buying experience Two Rivers Ford is looking for. They're going to find the best vehicle for you, new or pre-owned, that fits your family's budget and your needs. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you go for award-winning customer service, quality American-made Ford vehicles, or do all of your shopping online, if you so choose, at tworiversford.com. So, one word to describe the Titans running back room as currently constructed. And just to kind of give you an idea of who's on the Titans roster right now, um, as we sit here with a larger-than-normal, well, not a larger-than-normal roster, this is a normal size roster for this time of year, but just kind of looking at what the Titans currently have with them on their roster, um, you're going through a variety of different players. Now, we know, of course, the main event, Derrick Henry, 
uh, can be found at the top of any depth chart when it comes to a Titans roster discussion and certainly something that's going to take up a lot of air, take up a lot of space, and more importantly, take up a lot of carries. Uh, But you look at the rest of it to kind of go through the position groups and you see quite a variety of different players at the running back position behind Derrick Henry, even though we know what this is going to look like. You've got interesting undrafted rookies like Julius Chestnut, for example. You've got a free agent special teams acquisition in Trenton Cannon. We know Hassan Haskins is a fourth round pick and Dontrell Hilliard, who the team pulled off the street last year, only 27 years of age and found productive snaps with this shuffling deck of Titans offensive players that made starts throughout the course of the year. And then there's Jordan Wilkins, uh, who's been in the league for a couple of years out of Ole Miss, mostly a special teams player, uh, primarily with the Colts throughout the course of his NFL career, only 27 years old. But it's it's a pretty interesting collection, and they're obviously not going to keep, uh, and you know, it should it is worth mentioning that Torrey Carter, the fullback, is going to be included in the roster numbers in uh, any backfield decisions that are made. So you're looking right now at six running backs on the Titans roster, in addition to a fullback who is going to make the team based on what we know that they're going to run. So what word would you use to describe uh, this group? Alone, says Kelvin Bovan. Well, that's a pretty interesting that's a pretty interesting comment. Alone in, in what sense, Kelvin? Please elaborate if you would. I know I asked you for one word, but it's an interesting word. So if you could kind of flesh out that opinion, I might be able to make a little more sense. I, I might have an idea of what you mean, but I don't want to assign uh, assign something to that word that you may not necessarily have had in mind. But I do think that you know maybe top-heavy is the word that you're looking to use if you're looking at Derrick Henry and saying, yeah, that's basically the group, even though they're probably going to end up carrying four or five players in the backfield, including the fullback, heading into the 2022 season. But alone is a pretty interesting word. Hungry, says Shine Crawford. Well, uh, certainly Derek is, and you saw how motivated a player who was a veteran player like Dontrell Hilliard or Deontay Foreman, how hungry those guys could be when they knew what unemployment in the league is. And had to, you know, respond to the opportunity that they had been given with the lack of Derrick Henry's presence. Destructive for Eddie Cardona. Mar- Marcello says best. I'd probably disagree um, with the best running back group in the NFL right now. I don't have a list of all the different running back rooms across the league, but I would probably venture a guess and say that. You know, the Baltimore Ravens always have a stacked deck of running backs. J.K. Dobbins is going to be back and healthy this year. Gus Edwards uh, still giving that. I believe Gus Edwards is still currently on the Ravens roster, but they always find ways to get production out of their running game, and certainly Lamar Jackson is a big part of that running game. I would say that the Cleveland Browns with Nick Chubb have a pretty interesting situation. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and I believe they brought back the – the undrafted player that gave them some pretty productive snaps last year. His name escapes me currently right now, but I, if you're a fantasy football player, you probably know the name of the player who they the Browns gave a one-year deal to. Even if I don't like the rest of the Browns roster, I would say that the Browns running back group collectively has more talent because you're talking about multiple players as opposed to just one dude at the top. C-Bird says Joe Mixon's the best running back in the league. Um... No, 
that's not true. Even though, well, I, I just now saw C's uh, uh, Facebook picture appears to have Bengals signage on it. And listen, Joe Mixon's a great running back. Joe Mixon's probably up there at the top, but the best pure running back in football is Derrick Henry if Derrick is healthy. Full stop, no discussion. Derrick Henry is the best running back in football. We're not talking about running backs and what they do in the passing game. We're talking about the position of running back and the specifics of that, the nuances of that. There is nobody better at that position, when right, than Derrick Henry. Although Joe Mixon is in the conversation because he contributes more in the running game and the passing game than somebody like Derrick Henry would. Uh, Dearness Johnson is the name of the running back for the Browns that I was looking for. Thank you, Percy Sledge. Um, looking at this, though, I think the word that I would use is top heavy. Now that's, I think that's, I'm pretty sure top heavy is one word. And if not, we'll, we'll hyphenate it so I can cheat. But top heavy is the place that I would look. I do find it also intriguing if I would have to, if you would hold my feet to the fire and ask me for another word, I would say intriguing or top heavy would be my two choices because it starts and ends, of course, with number 22. I feel good. Um, I've been training since I left and, um, Got out here and felt good. I've been a good offseason. Feel good. What's kind of been the focus for you, Derek, as, as you kind of gear up for another season? You kind of continue to do what you've done? You had anything new? What's kind of been the plan? Really the the, the, um, the same stuff. Um, I've been working with uh, PT uh, Luke Miller, who uh, worked under the guy who did my surgery, and um, you know, doing a lot of footwork and you know, making sure that, you know, finding my toes. He always tells me that when I'm working out. Just all, all type of different stuff, just so, you know, I'm balancing my foot. Uh, I feel good and, you know, running hills, um, doing restricted running, and, you know, being on the field, catching the ball, just doing all, all those type of things to make sure I'm ready. What would you say the status of the foot is at this point? How long has this been since I played? Foot good. Foot is good. <laughs> So that's Derrick Henry talking earlier at mandatory minicamp about, you know, where he is currently in his progress and kind of what uh, what his expectations of himself are. Ro uh, Angelina on Facebook Live says adorable of the Titans running back room. I think that's pretty interesting. I don't know. I mean, there, you know, honestly, Derrick is uh, my my girlfriend considers Derrick to be she calls him a sweet muffin which makes me laugh every time because Derek is a six foot four, 250 pound stiff arming machine. And my girlfriend refers to him as a sweet muffin, which always makes me laugh out loud. And by the way, Derek is by nature, you know, the football field is one thing, but like in general nature, Derek Henry is a, he's a pretty, you know, soft spoken, low key, gentle giant type of guy he's a real he's a real nice guy now i don't know that sweet muffin is the word that i would use to describe Derek specifically but you know he does have that kind of aesthetic to him but on the field we know what exactly Derek is and he's a you know he's a he's a he's a road grader basically el tractorcito right like that's that's the kind of persona that Derek henry takes on the field. Let's not get soft. LOL says hair. Well, I mean, my, my girlfriend didn't give a shit about football. So if she wants to call Derek Henry a sweet muffin, then she's going to call Derek a sweet muffin. Like it's, you know, I, I personally don't describe Derek as a sweet muffin, but you know, this is a, this is a different circumstance that we're talking about. It's a two Americas type situation, except not from the race perspective, from the sports perspective. I think you have to keep that in mind. Um, but looking at, looking at this 
intriguing, uh, intriguing situation. When you look behind Derek, you know, they're probably going to keep, I, I would, I would estimate four. I would estimate four running backs, including the fullback. So three running backs and a fullback for a total of four players on that roster. Now, the thing that I think may tip the odds in favor of an extra back um, for this group, because I did see that Teron Davenport, ESPN, had him put out his way too early uh, roster, 53-man roster projections. And he has the Titans, including Torrey Carter, with five at the running back position. Here's the thing that I think may swing it in the uh, in that in that area, one way or another. I think Trenton Cannon is a bit of a wild card here um, for what the Titans may need. Uh, we talked to Shane Aukerman, or rather not Shane Aukerman, Craig Aukerman, the special teams coach for the Tennessee Titans last week, and his face kind of lit up when we asked him about Trenton Cannon because they're looking for a true special teams ace in a way that they haven't had in a while. Now, you know, personally, I think if they're going to keep three quarterbacks, and they're likely going to keep three quarterbacks on this roster with Tannehill, Logan Woodside as the backup, and Malik Willis because you can't put can't put your best option at backup in Woodside on the practice squad because somebody will scoop him, probably the Falcons. And you can't put Malik Willis on the practice squad because somebody would come in and snatch him out of their hands uh, without any fuss, without having to spend a third-round pick on him. So you're likely working with three quarterbacks there as the starting point. To keep five running backs, including the fullback, on the roster, you would need some significant justification on the special teams side of things and Trenton Cannon I think is where that dividing line is again how I look at it right now and we'll still go through training camp so there's no guarantees on any of this but Derrick Henry Hassan Haskins uh you're looking at Tory Carter the fullback probably Dontrell Hilliard and those would be the four players that I would look at for them to keep if you had to throw a fifth one in there it's going to be Trenton Cannon or, you know, maybe they need an extra player for special teams at wide receiver. It's That's the kind of place maybe that player comes as a defensive back. That's kind of the place where the scales, where the balance is going to be tipped one way or another. Titans Kyle says no one is snagging Woodside. The Falcons have Mariota and Ritter. Well, I would say that Logan Woodside, listen, I, don't diminish Logan Woodside. All, all they've done over the course of four years is try to find people to take Logan Woodside's job. And you know what Logan Woodside has done? An understanding. It's not exactly murderer's row of, uh, of the quarterbacks that they've brought in. We're talking about Deshaun Kaiser, who was a second round pick, uh, rightly or wrongly, during his time in the NFL. I contend that the Browns kind of ruined him, but that's not Deshaun's fault. Trevor Simeon, uh, you're looking at uh, you're looking at Cole McDonald, Luke Falk, all manner of different quarterbacks. I think there's another guy that I'm forgetting in there of the uh, of the ba- of the quarterback graveyard that Logan Woodside has left in his wake. So I, you know, listen, uh, <laughs> Noctropolis says you invoked the pa- the backup killer's name in this Matt Barkley. Thank you, producer Reed. Matt Barkley as well. Like Logan Woodside has survived all of those dudes those are you know everything from draft picks to players with legitimate starting experience in in the league right now so don't dismiss uh, the idea 
of Logan Woodside as being a, a non-asset because plenty of teams have tried other things at quarterback worse than Logan Woodside and would probably welcome the opportunity to try and get a substantially better backup behind their starter if they feel that that's something that they need uh, that they need. That's also uh, also including um, also including Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert uh, was the backup quarterback for his time here, but Logan Woodside was on the practice squad. So uh, Logan, I mean, theoretically, Logan did beat out Blaine for the backup role. Now, Blaine, I think, would have cost a little more money, and they had some uh, cost control situations with Logan Woodside and as the as a because he went I can't remember if Logan Woodside went to the went to the NFL first as an undrafted dude or if he went to the AF, AAF first out of Toledo and then came to the NFL after the AAF uh, the American uh, Alliance of Football I think is what AAF stood for but you remember that league that you know uh, uh, not Steve Sarkeesian um, who's the head ball coach Damn. Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier was uh, coaching like the Memphis team that ended up winning the championship, but it was in a weird season. So, like, I I don't remember exactly Logan Woodside's trajectory to the pros. All I know is Logan Woodside has himself had the opportunity. Um, And, you know, there have been plenty of Titans quarterbacks who could have taken the opportunity to beat uh, to beat him out. Didn't happen only because he knows our system. Well, that I mean, listen, he can learn another system like you guys. I'm not going to fight with you about Logan Woodside. Logan Woodside has been an NFL quarterback for far too long for this to be legitimate conversation. If And listen, you don't have proof of concept. You guys have seen him throw what? Like five preseason passes and take a kneel down twice in regular season action. I completely understand why you feel that way. As somebody who is at practice, and this is the nature of my job, this is me trying to tell you, hey, I'm seeing something that you're not. Maybe listen to that. Uh, but listen, if you're if you're entrenched on your position, I'm not going to be able to convince you otherwise, other than to say I've seen him at practice every day for the last four years, and you not necessarily have, unless you are, you know, hovering in the construction site on the new wing of St. Thomas Sports Park trying to take uh, pictures and videos the way that I've seen some of the construction workers try and do, and Mike Vrabel just absolutely decimate them. So head on a swivel if you're uh, out there. Not a great idea. But uh, so anyway, we're talking about running back depth charts right now, not quarterback, but The point is, three quarterbacks will be on this roster when the regular season starts. That will inherently affect positions like the running back uh, as far as where you kind of change the math on things. So uh, that is the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that I think you have to keep in mind when you, if you do your own depth charts. Maybe that's something you do for fun as we wait for football season. I think that's absolutely insane, but that's okay. Now, One Nation Underground brings up a, a pretty interesting question. Who's running back two? Because that was the whole genesis for how this show started. And that, that I think, is an interesting conversation. We're going to talk about that coming up next uh, in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Who is running back to in your mind, Reed? I'm going to change the question based on what we've got going on right now, if you would be so kind as to tweet out the corrected question. Who's the Titans running back to as we sit here today? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together how you feel about the circumstance, and then I'll provide you some insight, because this was a question that I got on our Titans A to Z Sports Q&A that we do on Instagram 
every uh, every Tuesday, if you're somebody who doesn't follow A to Z Sports on Instagram, you should be doing that. And by the way, if you're somebody who follows A to Z Sports but does not subscribe to the YouTube channel, or if you subscribe to the YouTube channel but you haven't liked this video yet, make sure you get in there and throw a like on this video so that more people can join the A to Z Sports community on YouTube. I don't know if you can like the video on Twitch. If it presents you an option to like the video, perhaps you do it there too. That would make us very happy. Um, so we appreciate you doing that no matter where it is that you consume the show. So who's running back to? That's the question that we're asking you. It's a pretty interesting question because I think some people would come at it from a narrow approach. But I do think that Hassan Haskins has some interesting potential. But that does not necessarily mean that he's running back two. I'll explain what I mean from that. Mean by that right after you hear from Hassan. Yeah, I mean, I was just ready to ready to go. I went. I went, I wouldn't say I was a little nervous, but I just wanted to be out here, you know, uh, practice, show the coaches, you know, what I can do, you know. And it was a fun day. So. What coach do you have you working on today? Uh, a little bit of everything, you know. Uh, can't say too much, but he was working this though. What do you want to kind of show? What kind of impression you want to make, maybe on coaches, teammates, right, right at the start? Just, just uh, you know, letting letting guys know that I can I can play. You know, uh, I know my stuff, and uh, and I'm I'm gonna help them help them win. So. So that's Hassan Haskins, the rookie fourth round pick. Out of Michigan. Uh, so how do you feel about the circumstance? Ario uh, says on YouTube, Hilliard, if he's healthy and producing Myron Harris on Facebook Live does agree uh, that Dontrell Hilliard has put in the work. Uh, let's see. Haskins, he was a third round pick. Well, that's incorrect, Patrick. He was a fourth round pick uh, out of Michigan. But, um, well, no, that's right. He was a fourth round pick. You had me think about that for a second. You had two third round picks. One, what the first one was Nicholas Petit Frere, the Ohio State uh, swing tackle. The second, of course, was Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. You also had two fourth round picks: Hassan Haskins, the running back, first; Chigakonkwo, the tight end from Maryland, second. So uh, incorrect on that, but I'll go ahead and read the comment anyway. Uh, dropped very low. So Haskins, easy third round pick. Okay, so I'm forgive me. Maybe you're saying that he could have been a third round pick that dropped lower than you felt he should have gone. Um, and Hilliard limits are known to the league. Well, that's, that's a pretty interesting question. So or a pretty interesting response. Um, I think that, I think that you look at, I think that you have to look at a couple different things here. Okay. So what does running back to mean? Well, I think most people would sit, would take it to mean the running, the backup running back, right? If Derrick Henry can't go, if, God forbid something happens. Uh, God forbid something happens to Derrick Henry. Who's the running back that's going to take the bulk of the snaps? Last year, it was Deontay Foreman, right? So does that mean that Deontay Foreman was running back too? Not necessarily. And I'll explain what I mean. When you're looking at the running backs, specifically with this offense, and, and there may be other offenses around the league that are like this, but you have to look at, okay, what is the skill set of the players that we're talking about. We know what Derrick Henry is, right? We know that he's not going to, I mean, he can threaten you with screen passes because if you get anything, anything like Derrick out in space on flare passes, screen passes, if he catches the ball, he can do some damage because Derrick Henry in an open field is dangerous no matter what. 
then you look at uh, then you look at what Derrick Henry is. Okay, so he's a power back that's going to take the bulk of the snaps. Who is the who is the backup to Derrick Henry? Well, it's Hassan Haskins, but that doesn't mean that Hassan Haskins is running back number two. Running back number two in this offense would indicate the Jeremy McNichols role, right? Jeremy McNichols was not Derrick Henry's backup. Dontrell Hilliard is the new Jeremy McNichols. Running back two in this offense can mean, theoretically, the backup to Derrick Henry or the running back that you use in obvious passing down situations. The way that Deion Lewis was, the way that uh, Jeremy McNichols was, the way that I think they wanted Darrington Evans to be. Those are two different kind of players in McNichols, Hilliard, Evans, or whomever, Derrick Henry, Deontay Foreman, and in this case, Hassan Haskins. Hassan Haskins is going to be an insurance policy for Derrick Henry. Hassan Haskins is going to be Derrick Henry's backup. But running back two in this offense is Dontrell Hilliard because obvious passing down situations, you want somebody who you can more more rely upon to catch the football, to be a more natural receiver. That's Hilliard. You want somebody who allows you the ability to split the running back out wide if you want to go empty sets, meaning no players in the backfield. In a perfect world, it would not be as clear and obvious as, okay, Derrick Henry's in, going to be a running play. Dontrell's in, going to be a passing play. But that's kind of what the Titans have been in the last couple of years, specifically with this Mike Vrabel coaching staff and the various offensive coordinators that have been under Vrabel. So look at look at Henry as one, Hilliard as two, and then Haskins as Derrick Henry's backup. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's second on the depth chart, but it does mean that he's a backup as far as the skills, the skill set, the traits that he brings to that position. That's the kind of stuff, that's the kind of stuff that you need to keep in mind. And by the way, Hilliard Hilliard had some good snaps as as a runner too. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of ability that they're looking for. Now where he does need improvement I think is uh he was not great in uh in pass pro uh, if I remember correctly. I think it took him a little while to kind of understand the nuances of that doesn't mean that he can't get better. And I don't I don't want to cast a blanket statement. I don't have all of his pass pro snaps on me, but I knew, I do know that there were some missed opportunities a couple of times. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers game is one that comes specifically to mind, but that's also something that they were working with some backup offensive linemen as well. So just, some, just kind of when you talk, when you say running back two, you know, it's football teams look at it a little differently than you might on a Madden roster. Right. And I think that's the kind of thing that you got to keep in mind. Patrick uh, also adds that Hassan Haskins played with great uh, with great ability, uh, screen and wheel routes plays at Michigan. Maybe that's something that he grows into, and maybe that gives you maybe that gives you future sustainability. Because remember that Hilliard's only on a uh, Hilliard's on, only on a one year deal, so this is not like the future of this at any point. Randy Cherry's asking me for any updates on Burks. No, nothing, and I don't want to talk about him anymore. Like I just I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Uh, here's here's. Here's my thing, okay? We're, we're going to do these position kind of like top-down looks throughout the course of the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll do we'll do various positions on the Titans roster. 
I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about a Jeffrey Simmons hold in. I don't want to talk about Traylon Burks and asthma. Like I just I Austin and Zach may do that in the morning. It's entirely their prerogative. Um, they uh, they're they're you know I'm I've already had to do it for three hours a day on radio on top of doing it on primetime for the last couple of months. I'm sick of the shit. There's nothing that's changing. If he shows up out of shape to training camp, then we can all come down on his neck. But in the meantime, like I don't I don't give a shit. You know I just I don't care. Um, so, you know, if something develops, we'll talk about it. If not, uh, I'm, I'm good. Um, but you know, I'm sure you guys can get your Traylon Burks asthma fix somewhere else if you would like it, but I can, uh, I can promise you that that's not the, that's not the direction that we're going to go. Okay. Let's wrap up with a gone viral video here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. The question that I'm, uh, <laughs> Bryce Erickson says, Bucks had it. No, I mean, listen, I, I, if there's something to talk about, let, let me say this. Cause I don't, I don't want to be just outright dismissive. I understand that it's something, uh, I understand that it's something that you guys care about. And so I don't want to, I don't want to come off as what's the word combative about that. Right. So if there's new information, we will discuss the new information, but as, it, but as we sit here today, well, they closed out camp a week ago from uh, tomorrow, a week ago from Wednesday. Nothing's happened in a week. The players, though the rookies specifically, have continued to be able to do stuff in the facility. It's not something that we have access to, so it's not going to be covered at any great length. Um, I do have some hostility towards it because I find the, the conversation around it to be kind of stupid, um, and it hasn't really evolved at all, so... In the meantime, like as things become available, we will continue to discuss Jeffrey Simmons as well, right? We'll we'll do we'll do a little bit, but I we're 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 not even a week into the six week desert that is June and July of the NFL summer vacation. So I would say uh, I would say just hold tight, and if something becomes available, then we'll bring it up for reasonable discussion. But there's nothing new to talk about with Traylon Burks. All right, gone viral video. The question that producer Reed has put together is this: What is the most dis- mo- what is the most disgusting thing you've seen someone put in their coffee? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. This is a trend that's going around on the internet. In the same way that I consider the uh, the Traylon Burks uh, discussion to be, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, fairly distasteful, I also think that this is something that we are going to have to address as well. What's the most disgusting thing you've seen someone put in their coffee? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, Predictably, we've already had one D's nut joke. I'm sure that uh, D's nuts joke, I'm sure that that's going to continue. You guys are, uh, are guaranteed to handle this with maturity, as is the custom. Love you guys for that. What is the most disgusting thing you've seen someone put, uh, in their coffee? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While you do that, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. They are not going to put gross things in your coffee. They're going to give you the Intel edge to succeed in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. They're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. They're the official real estate agent of me. That's where you go, the Ashton team, 
to get the best Intel edge in Middle Tennessee real estate, go to GaryAshton.com. All right. So uh, I'm sure that, like I said, the respond, the, the, the comments on this are going to be mature. What's the most disgusting thing that you've seen put in coffee? Uh, Ario says tequila. That just made my stomach hurt. Steven Snyder uh, says mayo. Yes, apparently that's been a bit of a thing. Derek R says that shit is gross. Don't talk about it. Well, I listen, I didn't make, I, I don't make the show rundown. Producer Reed makes the show rundown, but I do have, uh, what do you want to call it? Executive, uh, executive privilege when it comes to the approval of the show. So I did, uh, I did by extension put, uh, put my, I did it by extension, allow for this topic to take place. Randy Cherry says ice. Well, no, ice, ice coffee is incredible. I drink, you know, I, I drink cold brew by the gallon. Uh, it is, it's, it's 110 degrees outside. You think I want to walk outside on my way to Titans mandatory mini camp slugging a, a piping hot coffee? No, I want, I want an ice. Well, I want an ice latte. I don't necessarily want ice black coffee. Sometimes I want ice black coffee. Sometimes, you know, maybe I want to, maybe I want to, uh, a, a little caramelized latte. Maybe, maybe I want a frappuccino, which basically is like drinking a milkshake with your coffee. Maybe, maybe I just want something that's not going to melt the roof of my mouth off when it's already literally face melting weather outside. That's the kind of stuff um, that makes uh, ice in your coffee absolutely acceptable. Uh, I bet. Let's see. Uh, sweet and low says Stefan. He doesn't like. Uh, he doesn't like sweet. Well, maybe you're a more natural sugar kind of guy. I think that's. Kind of the place you go. Bryce says, Buck is a simple. What is a simple? Like a simp? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I mean, you know, and listen, autocorrect may have got him. It's entirely possible that it completed the word. Maybe Bryce tried to type simp. Maybe he himself is a simp and can't put simp in the comment section as opposed to simple. We have no idea what happened there, but I will tell you that if iced coffee makes me a simp, uh, it's fine. I would prefer to be a simp. Iced coffee is superior uh, as far as I'm concerned. Jimbo was asking me about Watson, innocent or guilty. <laughs> I mean, what you're at, you want, you want me to proclaim Deshaun Watson, innocent or guilty when the legal system can't figure it out for 15 months, man, get the hell out of here. I'm not doing that shit. Uh, talk, talk to me when there's talk to me. Once we get through the, uh, four outstanding, uh, civil suits that are still standing up against him. I know 20 did settle today but if Deshaun Watson was so eager to settle why didn't he do it six months ago the way that he could have uh Neil Patel says fan of Dutch Bros love Dutch Bros coffee incredible coffee I also um there's a lot of local co- I don't I don't really go to chains if I don't have to I go to a lot of local places because I live um where I live in downtown Nashville there's a lot of there's a lot of local coffee joints that are walkable and I'll have really really good Really, really good coffee. Um, but what's the most disgusting thing you've seen somebody put in their coffee? I saw our radio producer, one of our radio producers, Lucas Panzeek. In fact, he's the executive producer of my radio show, The Buck Rising Show. Producer Reed is the executive producer of the ADC Sports Primetime Show. But uh, Lucas, who works with uh, producer Robert in conjunction to make the radio show possible, Lucas did something absolutely disgusting today, and it made me gag a little bit just seeing him put it on Twitter. There's been a lot of talk lately about people who like to put mayonnaise in their coffee. We were talking about it today. I'm Blaine and Mickey, so I figured I like coffee and I like mayonnaise. Try anything once. What's the worst that could happen? So we've got some regular black coffee, some light 
mayo, cage-free eggs only. And let's see what happens. Is that too much? That looked like it was too much. Mix it up. The way it's breaking apart and coming to the surface is disgusting. Let's see what happens. Mm, yep. Disgusting. I, I told his dumb ass if he miss, if he misses any war any time at work, any time at work, because he's an idiot and he put mayonnaise in his coffee for a gag. For, for He did it for the clout on Twitter. I cannot respect it. If he misses work because he put mayonnaise in his coffee for clout, I will fight him, and then I'll fire him. This is exactly what I tweeted Lucas today. Unacceptable. Uh, who asked, Somebody asked me if I – Randy says, would I try it? Hell no. What – the nothing – like this need for people to try disgusting food or beverage items. I don't have that. I don't, I have no interest in that. I'm very comfortable. I have a, you know, maybe I don't have the healthiest relationship with food, but I'm sure as hell not trying to dump mayonnaise into my coffee for shits and gigs. I, if I want, if I want to start a fight on Twitter, if I want Twitter cloud, I'll say that fireworks suck the way that I did on Sunday night and got absolutely dragged on the internet for it. And I do it again because fireworks do suck, but I'm not interested in uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't need that. Maybe, maybe a different version of me. Lucas is still yet young in his career. I mean, actually Luke's only two years younger than me, so he's not that young in his career, but Lucas needs the clout more than I do. I I'm at a, I'm at a point in my life where I don't have to work that hard for clout, fortunately for me. So I will say to you, no, I would never, I don't do gross food things. Like that's, uh, I don't, I don't do dumb dares. I don't do any of this shit. I don't have to live that way. You're not going to make me. There's no amount of money. I don't need the money. I don't need the, I don't need the retweets. We're good. I'm not interested. Uh, Carlos Reynoso says, oh, uh, but visiting for the Raiders game later this season. Well, I hope you'll enjoy our uh, city, Carlos, if you haven't been before. Looking forward to seeing you at a game. Um, he says, what's a good coffee spot? Well, there's, there's a great many. Um, now none of them advertise on this show, so I would be hesitant to do free shout outs, but because I love them so much, uh, I will say to you that my two go-to, well, there's three, so three go-to coffee spots in Nashville, no particular order. I love steadfast. I get the rested butterscotch iced latte with almond milk and the breakfast tacos that have jalapeno, arugula, um, pickled onions, and one slice of bacon with a little scrambled egg. They're very, very, uh, I mean, you know, they're as healthy as breakfast tacos could be. And also love the rested butterscotch iced latte with a little bit of almond milk because I don't do dairy. Uh, second on the list of coffee spots that I frequent, I love Frothy Monkey. There are several Frothy Monkey places all across uh, the city of Nashville. I think, I think there is one downtown. So if you're staying downtown close to the stadium, you could go to the one on fifth Avenue. I get the California breakfast there and I'll go, I'll, you know, I, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm on a cheat day, I'll do a turtle, uh, I'll do a turtle latte also with almond milk at frothy monkey or their house coffee. Absolutely bangs. There's no question about it. Third is eighth and roast. Not just because they send us free breakfast all the time to the radio station, but because their food is amazing. And their coffee is also exceptional. I like their dark roast um, house coffee at 8th and Roast. I have not tried any of their specialty lattes. 
but yeah, all that's good stuff. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of great breakfast joints that you can go. I, uh, yeah, I could go, I could go on at great length, but if you're asking me like where, where my, uh, where my preferred coffee, uh, coffee places are 1000%. Randy Cherry wants to know my favorite beer. I don't drink beer. Uh, beer makes me feel like shit. Uh, I, I like, I, well, that's, I, I don't, let me, let me say this. I like beer. I do not like to drink beer because it makes me miserable physically. Um, I lo- like a cold beer when it's a hunt. It's literally been triple digits in Nashville for, for the better part of 10 days. Okay. Like a cold beer. I cut the, I cut, I had the day off yesterday. I cut the grass. Would have loved a cold beer, but I don't drink beer because it makes me, you know, it, it, I get bloated. I don't like it. I don't know if I have like some kind of hops allergy that I've developed later in life, but it's just not really my thing. Um, but I will say that I, the, just to keep it on a local level, again, we're doing free ads here. This is a mistake. This is like, I'm doing busting with the boys tier talk. I didn't sign up for this. None of these places are paying me to set, to mention their name, but we'll do it anyway. Um, I like, I like the Yazoo Hefeweizen. Um, that is now I like, you know, that's a summer beer, right? And that's about the only time that I will dare to drink beer. I'm personally a ranch water guy. Those tequila seltzers. Those are my favorite. Love some tequila. Uh, I mean, tequila is my tequila is my jam. So, and you know, no, no hangovers, no bloat, no, I don't get sleepy when I drink tequila. So ranch waters are, are very much my thing. Um, now people are asking for favorite barbecue. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Now that's a good question. My favorite barbecue place in Nashville Man, I don't want to offend anybody. I was at, I did the show. I did the radio show at Puckett's today. Puckett's has good barbecue. Um, I did, you know, Martin's is, Martin's is probably my go-to. If you're asking me for Nashville barbecue, I love, I love Martin's barbecue. Not just because, not just because I, uh, not just because I know Pat, Pat Martin, who owns Martin's barbecue. Uh, Pat's an incredible dude. I think Pat just wrote a book. Um, he does like, he does like pop-up, uh, pop-up like grilling things with Guy Fieri at, at stagecoach and shit like that. Like Pat's the man. Um, I don't know the people at Edley's well. I also, I have also enjoyed Edley's there. You know, it's different, different things at different places, right? I, I don't want to, I don't want to like nail myself down on one thing. Cause I do like, uh, what's some good massage par parlors as juice made. Nope. That's it. That's where we land the plane. <laughs> you guys can't. <laughs> we're doing a good thing. We're talking about local businesses. Then somebody got to ask me for a good, for a good massage parlor. And now you guys can't be trusted anymore. <laughs> you guys are a trip. All right. Very good. Thank you for all of your participation here on the primetime show. Radio is going to be fun tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, some, I, we had some questions about Deshaun Watson our buddy uh, Dan Lust, the sports attorney, is going to be on the radio show tomorrow, and he's going to break down the legal side of things again. I don't do opinions on things, uh, things that I don't have the that I'm not legally equipped to do. So, I, I, if you're asking me guilty or innocent on Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to give you an answer. I'm going to let the lawyer talk for me, and I'm going to ask him the questions that need to be asked. If you guys want to make opinions on that, that's entirely up for you. People are asking about the best nightclub out there. Mm, that's that's a question I do like. Um, I can answer that one more safely than I could. Well, I, I actually, I don't know that I've been to a spa since I've, no, that's not true. I've been to a, I've been to a couple different spas since I moved to Nashville. Now I'm not necessarily 
you know, it's not 66 massage appointments in 17 months like Deshaun Watson, you know, maybe twice a year or something like that. I'll go go get my back worked on, but this is an entirely different kind of thing. All right. You this is entrapment is what this is. Get out of here. <laughs> uh best nightclub out there. Hmm. Lower Broadway's kind of turned into a giant nightclub in in some form or fashion. But I don't I don't know that uh I don't know that that's I don't know that's the uh like I said, none of these places places are paying me. Once they start paying me, then we can give all the plugs. <laughs> Jimbo says your back. Dot dot dot. That's right, my back, face down, <laughs> towel on, <laughs> no collusion. We got to get out of here. Have a great night.